Welcome to BIV Today, the daily business podcast from the Business in Vancouver newspaper and from BIV.com. I'm Haley Wooden. Today on the show, we take a look at e-delivery when it comes to regulatory communications, some of the advantages of that, as well as some of the places where it could be improved. Ride-sharing is supposed to be on track to come to British Columbia this year. You can join us for an introduction to the road ahead. BIV presents Talking Ride-sharing with Lyft, May 29th at the Van City Theatre. For tickets and information, you can visit BIV.com slash events. Regulatory communications in the investment industry are increasingly digital. That facilitates ease of access, of course, but there are some aspects of e-delivery that can be improved. Ian Russell, president and CEO of the Investment Industry Association of Canada, joins me now to talk about this. Ian, as always, a pleasure having you on the show. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thanks, Haley. So tell me, to what extent have regulatory communications gone digital over print? Well, uh, it's a phenomenon that's really taken place over the last five years. And uh, actually, it is a process that has accelerated uh, quite dramatically um, and um, compared to where we were five years ago. Um, and it's a, a really a, a result of uh, improved technology. Companies like Broderidge, for example, that, that have worked really closely with the investment industry have um, really made it uh, easier for firms to connect up with their individual clients and provide this material through um, electronic means. And the regulatory community has kind of facilitated it as as well. Uh, so there have been some real advances in, in it, but uh, there are some areas where it's uh, actually not being taken up. Um, as quickly as maybe it could be. Mm, what would those areas be? Well, um, there's really two areas, um, I think. One is in the general area of disclosure. As I said, the last two or three years, the um, the regulators have come out with um, uh, uh, regulations that make it, that really facilitate um, regulatory disclosure so that um, you can uh, notify clients that you're sending it by disclosure. Um, you have to have um, provide evidence that it was sent and there's a couple of other small requirements. Um, but the main encumbrance here is that the onus on this broad uh, requirement around uh, digital delivery falls on the individual to confirm to the firm and the advisor um, that he wants this disclosure. So it's a little bit like an experience you probably have had of your own where um, you have to go into uh, your account through a website portal and um, you have a message saying, do you want your material sent electronically? And then it prompts you and you tick what you want sent and you have to, you have to uh, send that, uh, that uh, acknowledgement back, uh, back to the firm. Um, and uh, so while the facility is there, it's turned out in practice is that it's quite a cumbersome process uh, for the client, and very often the client uh, 
doesn't really focus on <laughs> on actually uh, going through the motions of uh, that are required. So I guess the solution to that is can we make it a little bit more user friendly or easier? I think for the for the client because the kind of concern that that uh, in, for me canvassing advisors saying well why why is it so difficult? Uh, you know the the porthole is there the electronic account is there and the advisor says well it's it's i have to in notify the clients it has to uh, often comes from the advisor or it comes from my firm and i've got to notify the client that this request is coming and then the client has to go in proactively and go through the prompts and it's when you're a firm with a lot of existing clients it turns out to be a rather cumbersome process to get all those clients to um, uh, respond and provide the right feedback. For new clients, it's easier, Haley, because there it's kind of built into the client application um, where you just simply say, do you want to receive, when you open an account, you just tick the boxes and you're done. Um, so it's mainly this drudgery that you go through with existing clients so the real question is, can we find an easier way um, for the clients to indicate that they want it electronically? And you got to bear in mind that there's still a lot of clients, not necessarily elderly clients, but clients who still want physical delivery. But I think the vast majority probably don't want those uh, door stoppers uh, on their doorstep. Mm-hmm. And we've seen organizations, I would say, in the last five years or so, move to handing out, not necessarily in the investment space, but in other areas, handing out uh, electronic delivery as a default, as opposed to print, and then you can confirm that you would prefer to have that printed material. What are some of the challenges yeah. with seeing that in this investment space, and might we ever see electronic delivery as a default? Um, well, that's a very good question, and it seems that uh, um, there is a reluctance on the part of the regulator to actually just allow uh, materials to go through uh, a default uh, mechanism. And in the Canadian context, it seems that um, if a client is used to getting the material um, in physical delivery, if it suddenly goes electronic, the behavioral science seems to suggest through surveys and whatnot that the client will ignore um, mm. the default um, mechanism. So he'll just ignore it. And the example where it was discussed a lot was in prospectus voting, where, um, again, it was, well, why don't we just send it all electronic uh, to the to the shareholder and then he can indicate um uh, you know, he he can uh, simply vote electronically, and it turns out that if you do it through a default mechanism, there won't be a big uptake on participation. I guess there will be for people who would normally want it or get it that way, but for people that, and the vast majority who get it physical, a lot of them might just ignore it. Now, the interesting thing with proxy voting is that seems to us to be a way where um, there's a bit of a solution here to this uh, problem of um, forcing the client to indicate. On proxy voting, uh, 
what happens is that you simply send, it's called notice, access and notice. So notice and access, you send the client notification that in an email saying, uh, um, you have an opportunity to vote at the annual meeting or whatever else. And in that email comes a link. And when you click on the link for voting, it goes to uh, proxy.com, uh, which takes you right to the CDAR website. CDAR is where is a repository where all the prospectuses are kept. Hmm. Um, sorry, in this case, it would be um, for uh, voting. So uh, it would you click on the link and the link takes you right to the vote. And then it will pull up on the email um, a form where you just tick the box on on the questions they're asking the shareholders. Uh, so it occurred to us that we could use that mechanism for uh, prospectuses, which is to say that instead of sending by email a notice of, say, a proxy vote, you send a notice that there's a prospectus that you can access. In other words, you just indicated you were going to buy this new offering. So you send the client this email saying, here's a copy of your prospectus. If you click and you click on the link and the link takes you right to the prospectus. So it's there. And up until now, prospectuses were all a part and parcel of all of this broad disclosure document. And as I said, the majority of the existing clients of dealers um, are getting all of this stuff physical. So you can imagine these prospectuses, which are two, 300 pages long, mm-hmm. um, all being sent uh, physically. So it's not just postage, it's, it's environmentally uh, probably not the right way to go either. And for a lot of clients, they just don't want that. So um, anyway, um, this is something that is very important in the context of regulatory um, streamlining or deregulation to um, make things uh, less expensive and and make them more efficient. So electronic Mm -hmm. delivery is something people fast fasten on as, as uh, a mechanism. And uh, it's just that uh, it's there. It may be an enormous progress, but I think we need to take it to the next level. Fair enough. Is there any evidence to suggest that having e-delivery options then allows more shareholders to participate? They're more willing to engage with their rights as shareholders? Yeah. Well, there are two things that have come out of, uh, come out of that. Um, the, the studies have been done because the shareholder, this sort of notice and access uh, model for proxy voting has been around now for about, it's been refined in the last couple of years. So it's been out for a number of years. And um, uh, there's uh, some interesting work that's been done by, again, by Broderidge, who are only one of the service providers, but probably the largest in this field, uh, that have shown that um the shareholder proxy voting, um, we're talking really about retail investors, has picked up because of this facility to uh, to receive it in a timely way electronically and then uh, and then respond. Uh, the other uh, interesting statistic, Haley, is that the cost savings to issuers um, 
is in the uh, multi-millions um, wow. because of the use of electronic voting. You're not sending paper and, uh, um, you know, with paper documents that you tick and send back. So uh, uh, it's kind of a win-win. Yeah, it sounds like it. So in addition to cost savings, as well as the environmental impact, how would you say e-delivery has maybe shifted or caused to shift the operations for issuers and firms? Well, um, I don't, I think it's just made, my, my guess is that uh, it has, uh, first of all, it's reduced costs. Of course, that's that's a point. But I think it's increased the efficiencies of the voting. Um you're getting more people voting. Uh, the results can be tabulated much more quickly. Um, so I think the, the voting is more meaningful than, than it would have been. There's still, I think, a ways to go here. There's still um, a lot of companies that are not um, hooked into um, this uh, proxy voting. But for those that have taken it up, um, it's expanded. Uh, their shareholder voting dramatically. So I would expect to see uh, more and more and more Canadian companies that are going to avail themselves of, uh, of using this electronic uh, um, voting ability. And I, and I think uh, it, it also uh, probably brings um, the client a little closer because it's very timely. You, you get this information, it's right there in your inbox. Uh, and I've looked at it, and it's very efficient. You just open up the uh, the link and uh, and vote, and uh, so you probably pay a lot more attention to it than if you were sort of trying to sort your way through all the paper and the envelopes and going to vote. And um, so I think it's a win for the client and a win for the company as well. Ian, as always, wonderful to have you on the show with your insight. Thanks so much for coming on. Oh, thank you, Haley. Always a pleasure to answer your questions. That's Ian Russell, President and CEO of the Investment Industry Association of Canada. That's it for our show. Thanks for listening to BIV today. You can get notified of new episodes by subscribing to the show on iTunes or Stitcher. You can listen to our whole archive of BIV today over at BIV.com slash audio. And of course, all of our business news is available at BIV.com. I'm Haley Wooden. Thanks again for listening. 